What's going on, y'all? It's Pirate Trip Podcast. It's me, Nathan, aka Tef. It's my boy, Four Point Play. And Four, this is. My, can you bless my other name? <laughs> <laughs> Bro. And th- this is Muhammad, right here. Tell him what's up. What's up, guys? Alright, bro. Let's get straight to it. You gonna give me the mic? There was a whole, there was a uh, a big trade that happened. Bro, you still laughing about that one? He been saying the same jokes since like we saw each other today, but now since for a while before that. But OG and an OB got traded to the Knicks. Um, I'm a, I will pull the, uh, the real, the full deal. But it was a trade for um, RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. I just want to let, you, uh, I want to know what you guys thought about the deal in general, and who do you think came out of that trade as a winner? I mean, me personally, I think the Knicks definitely won just because now they have that, you know, 3 and D. He's one of the best 3 and D players in the, in the league. And, you know, he, and he's tall. He played defense. He's great. So, yeah, I think he can help the Knicks out in a, in a very big way. Once they play teams like Giannis, you know, they play the Bucks. they're going to be pretty solid. They're going to play the Suns, you know, all those teams that just have great perimeter scores. They're going to have somebody there to uh, hopefully slow them down. Um, as far as the winners for this trade, anyways, as far as the winners for this trade, um, I feel like it can go either way with this because, um, on one hand you could say for Toronto, you know, they picked up two pretty good up and coming players in Emmanuel Cookley and RJ Barrett, whereas for, uh, the Knicks, they picked up a pretty established I would say defensive player and OG. But if I were to pick, I would go with the Knicks on this one. I feel like they got – because with the squad they already have, it's not a championship team or anything, obviously, but I feel like, you know, they could do something with this. I got uh, – first, I'm going to say I think I think the Raptors won this trade. Let me say – so from ESPN, the Knicks acquired forward OG – in for RJ Emmanuel in the a second round pick from the Raptors and the Knicks get OG obviously Precious uh and Malachi Flynn but I think that is just such a the Raptors have kind of just when you look at the reports coming out of you know Toronto they always like think they're going to get the highest return for their players like I saw when we were saying OG was going to get four uh you can get four first round picks for OG but it's like uh even still the Knicks gave up a lot for this deal, and it's like I, I Emmanuel. Uh, bro, <laughs> nah, this nigga's killing me, bro. That's what it is, bro. He's killing me, bro. Didn't do anything. <laughs> bro, pass the mic again, bro. So the thing with this deal is that. OG is an expiring contract after this season, and there's not a player option or a team option on the deal, so he really can't just leave right after for bigger money if he wants to go sign with, like, Detroit or something. But with this deal, you gave up RJ, who's, you know, you could, he's he's been a little bit stagnant, but he's still, a, you know, he's been giving you 18, 19. He's still an important part of, to this team. And then Emmanuel Quickly, who is arguably, you know, the sixth man of the year, so giving up that much for a player, even though even though Emmanuel is a uh, also an expiring contract, just giving up that much for a player that like 
he'll he'll push them forward. He'll definitely help them out. He's much like he's better fit for this team. But it's just so like those assets are so like you gave up a lot and it's kind of an overpay for him. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. But you said the Knicks won. What was your reason again? Um, I just feel like with the squad they already have, they could definitely do something with this. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I don't think he's overpaid though. You're talking about saying, you said I'm, de- I'm saying the deal is like the overpaid to get. I feel like OG's kind of undervalued. I feel like he probably. I I honestly feel like he deserved it. How much for him? How much oh, was it again? RJ, a second round pick. No, how much was OG? OG. Oh yeah, I think he's worth it. Uh, for only one year. Oh, he's that's one year deal. Ah oh, shit, boy. If it was a four year deal, I'd be like, okay. This, yeah, he's gonna leave. I'm pretty sure he's gonna leave. Do you think he's gonna leave where? I know he's gonna. I don't know where, but I I I don't think he, I don't see him staying. Long term. I think he's he. I like if there's one team. If there's one team, I would say. If there's one team, I would say I would really like to see him on. It would be the Pacers, most definitely, because with Tyrese, with you know how they run their offense, he would, you know, it would be. That's like the number one place, and maybe they even have the money for it because I know how Bruce Brown's contract is uh, situated. But still, I'm. You know, this is going to be really interesting. We're going to see how it plays out. And uh, do you have anything else to say about this trip before we go to our next subject? All right, well, I mean, so you, you think Toronto won, and I think, I think the Knicks won. <coughs> I don't think I took into account that he was only there for a year. But it's also like, what do you think the, the Knicks needed to get that push to actually make them contenders? I think what they need isn't on the market right now. And it's not like a – that's an okay thing to, like, you just got to wait play your cards right, you know, develop your young guys, and pretty much if you find the star available, like if Joel Embiid was, you know, if the Sixers look different this year and Joel Embiid was available, then you go make that trade. If maybe Donovan Mitchell is open, you go get him maybe. I'd Still, Donovan Mitchell is fit. I've seen a lot of reports like that, but that's kind of iffy. But I'll be, that's the type of deal I'd want them to make because this is, if you want to go trade for a star now, an all you know, an all-NBA player, it's going to be harder because you don't have, RJ or Emmanuel quickly, which if they were going to get traded for, if they were going to trade for a star, those two would probably be a part of the deal. Definitely, I get it, but I don't know. I feel like OG just fits. But yeah, like you said, with the Pacers, because the Pacers just give up way too many points. Yeah, that too. So I feel like he would definitely help them, and it's just another shooter for them at the end of the day. So that would be like a little field day for uh, Halliburton, but yeah, man. Um, so pretty much that same day, uh, the Pistons, who were on a 28-game losing streak, broke their streak to the uh, Raptors. So I just kind of, you know, I've been watching a lot of Piston games recently just based off losing streaks, seeing what, you know, went, went, has been going wrong with them. So, bro, why the fuck are y'all talking when I'm in the middle of So with the uh, <laughs> so with the trade now um, the big bro, I'm trolling. Okay. also that uh, same day the Pistons went up against the Detroit 
I mean, the Raptors went up against the Pistons, and the Pistons broke their 28-game losing streak, the longest streak now in NBA history. Uh, what do you guys think about the Pistons right now and just moving forward? Uh, you know, what do you think about them? I mean, me personally, I just I was just baffled. Like, how do you lose that many games? I feel like they got the talent to win games, you know? But – I don't know, like the loss against the the Jazz when all those players were injured. I don't know. I was, I was really shook when they actually lost that game. I feel like what's his name, Colin Sexton, when he was playing, he took that shit. <laughs> he was playing his heart out, but yeah, man. Other than that, Cade, you know, he's been doing his thing like the past what, like six, seven games. Pretty sure. Like two, this whole season, honestly. He's yeah, he's doing his thing, but it's like you know these these past couple like maybe six, seven, eight games, he's been scoring at a high level, you know. He's been getting his own shots. The team just needs to, you know, they're all young, young as hell. So I feel like if they could figure that out, the team has a future, you know, just like what we were saying about the Magic and the uh, the Pacers. Are those the two teams we were talking about? The four? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like – and then if they could also get them some help, you know, because at the end of the day, they, they still need somebody to go to. Because every team has – every good team that, I don't know, you can think of has two good scores, you know, two people that could take over a game. So, maybe K just needs that too. Who do you think on the, who do you think on the Pistons right now, like, is most likely to fill up that role for? I feel like nobody. The, who's their center? Uh, Duran. Uh, bro, sometimes I'll be, I'll be seeing him scoring, but it's like – Ivy's not really playing like that. They cut his minutes. He was playing really good last year, so – Boyan too. Boyan was there. He, yeah. he he be he be balling out here and there, but it's not like a. But it's not consistent. He's and that's not gonna be your second best player on the Shakers. Like he's not gonna be a second best player on it. Uh, he's a really good role player. That's kind of his fit in the league. But. And he's you know I feel like he just needs somebody who's not a role player. Like you you think about the Mavericks. They got Kyrie and Luca. Suns got Bradley Beal. Uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Lakers got AD and uh, LeBron. LeBron. Just, you know, Not even just those teams. Just like, just like you know, middle of the road teams are kind of considered average. You got guys like Sangoon and you know Jalen and uh, Van Vliet. You, you know, just looking at like kind of average teams. Just even the average compared to where they're at right now. The, I wouldn't say the ten rules are average, but um, he said Nasri just in case y'all didn't hear. But just like when you look just. They don't really have that another offensive, I would say, sidekick to Cade. But it's just in general, the whole, just everything with that that organization right now just looks rough. But Mama, what you think about the Pistons? Free Cade, first and foremost. Bench Killian Hayes, second most. <laughs> he needs to get back in development. That's something that I that is very apparent to me. He's just he's just not really working with the system. As far as everything else, Killian? 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 No, he's been Killian. in the league since 2020. Yeah, he's cooked, bro. Yeah, but did he play in <coughs> 2020? Yeah, he was getting some playing time, especially like. Uh, and he was on Detroit. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, Killian Hayes is a mess, bro. I can't lie. He got drafted before Halliburton too. Yeah. Well, I thought he was playing pretty solid like last year, right? Nah, he was, nah. Like he's a defender first. That's what I'm saying. But it's like not like no. I don't, I don't think he's been he's not playing good enough for him to get. Yeah, he's not developing too well offensively. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, the team is young. And I feel like just some development is needed. Perhaps some chemistry could be developed as well as the season goes on. 
I mean, 27 games, that should never happen. I'm not going to lie. 27 or 28? 28, yeah. We oh, 27. Sorry. My bad, bro. Oh, no, it's okay. My bad, bro. <laughs> Lagger. Um, yeah, 28 games should never happen, but, you know, Pistons. It's the Pistons. So I'm not even surprised, to be honest with you. Head coach should be fired for this, to be completely honest with you. They're not going to fire him. I know they're not going to fire him because he just, he just, he finessed him out that deal, boy. Let me tell you that. Boy, he got a he's deal. Paid, right? Yeah. More than Pop. Pop. He's, about that. Well, he's getting paid more than Greg Popovich. The dude that gave him how many rings? Five rings? Yeah. I don't see Kid Cunningham staying here. Y'all talking about. What's the Spurs? He also gave him the Spurs five rings. Oh, you said them. I thought you were talking about Detroit. Kid, uh, I was talking about. He, gave <coughs> cups. He, took, he took two rings out of Detroit, if anything. Yeah. Um, like I said, you guys were talking about pairing another person with Cade. When Cade's contract is up, he's. I don't think he's staying here. Where would he sign then? Probably the highest bidder, to be honest with you. But um, I mean, people don't like rookies. Don't leave for nothing. They don't usually do that. Like, if you leave, are you leaving a, a loose? You usually sign that rookie. The thing is, you gotta think about it from this perspective. This is not a winning organization. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it can be. They're gonna. When was the last time they were a winning organization? I'm saying it can be. The last time we were, the last time they were a winning organization, where were you? Think about that. The last time they made the con- was a, I was thinking to be about. I was five, bro. It was around 2008 when they were like five and nine years old. But I'm saying, but I'm saying here, this has been. Dang, I completely lost my train of thought when I took this mic. You can have this back, bro. Um, <laughs> it's like I was saying, the last time the Pistons were a winning team, I don't even think we were in preschool yet. No, we were. Okay, we were maybe going into preschool. No, we were in like, oh. 2008, bro. Okay, I remember what I was going to say. We were in preschool 2008, bro. Dude, all right. So, the thing with the Pistons is like, you, they're a bad team, so they would be even more, um, like they would want to sign him even more so because they're not that big of a free agent pool. Like they don't get a lot of free agents, you know the team. So like they're gonna sign him to that max, and he's that money. He's probably gonna sign it regardless. Rookies first overall, they don't let your your first overall pick isn't just gonna walk out the door with be doing anything. Even if he's a restricted free agent, they're gonna sign him to whatever they say because he want they want him to stay on the team long term. If anything, if he does leave, he would sign it and do what uh, some other players do, where they sign it, wait, a, and then you know a year or two afterwards, then they request a trade. If you know successor, I mean, sure. But you're saying, but there's not even a, there's not even like a place where he should definitely go. Yeah. Who? That's not the case right now. But I'm saying, if I'm gonna leave the Pistons and I'm, I'm gonna get this much money, I better go somewhere that's gonna either give me a whole bunch of money equal to that or give me way more wins. They're gonna give him the money. Right yeah, they're gonna give him the bag regardless because he's the first overall pick. They're gonna. Yeah, but they have multiple first overall picks. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Durham was number five. I mean, I mean, High first top. overall. Yeah, you, know what I'm, you get what I'm saying. He's playing like a. He's averaging like 23 this season, and with all, such bad spacing, he's still been a really good playmaker for them. Like he's been doing really good. So they're not gonna just gonna block. Well, me personally, I just don't think he's going to leave the Pacers. I mean, the the Pistons. And that's only because that team has potential, but also they can sign people, bro. Like, I don't think anybody on that team is making money in the first place. So, it's just like they can sign people to match up with him, you know? Um, I mean, me personally, I don't know who. As of right now, I don't know who he would go with, like, perfectly. 
I can think of a couple, but it's like, you know, regardless, they're gonna they're gonna he's their best player. Like if they if he leaves, they have even less wins that they have right now. So it's like whatever, bro. I think they're gonna sign him regardless. Going back to, you know, this is our next subject. Uh the Twitter account NBA underscore university had a little bracket about the best offensive player besides Jokic in the league. And they already went through all of it already, but I want to ask you guys the elite eight, they called it. So I'm going to ask you guys between two players in that group, who is the best player, who's the better player offensively. First is Luca and Kevin Durant. You go ahead first. I'm going to say Luca's going crazy this season. I'm pretty sure, how many 50-point games does he have? I don't know. I've seen ever since he had a baby, he was averaging like 36. So, yeah. And then he also dropped 50 on the Suns not too long ago. I don't know. Just because he's averaging more, I'm going to say him. But Offensively, this is not even just score, just offensively. You can put your personality, even including the playmaking he brings to. Does that bring defensively as well? No, offensively. The best offensive player. I, I say you right say now. You want to bring well, up defense. It, bro? I'm just saying. That. I'll say right now, Luca's a better offensive player. Mama, what you think? I think. Sorry. I think. Um, man. Katie's a little older now. You know, if we're talking about scoring champion Katie, I'm going with him. Either. But in this current day and age. As much as it pains me to say it, Luka Doncic is a beast, bro. So you're picking Luka? Yeah. It's that baby fever. I don't know if that's what got him going or whatever. But. <laughs> that's not what baby fever means. <laughs> All right. The next one is Steph Curry versus LeBron James. Oh, for before, I'm going to say I'm saying Luka. I think Luka is the better offensive player because they're, you know, Luka would say I'll probably lean towards him just when it comes to scoring the ball between KD, and that's KD's, you know, strongest it's his strong suit, but LeBron and Curry. Um, I think I might go with LeBron simply because also that playmaking really has me picking him over Steph. What y'all think? Well, I mean, with I think with Steph this year, it's just the lack of help. You know, if you got if a, if, a, if a team is just going to play like you know their scheme is to worry about Steph. Like you've been seeing how the others are playing. They got no Draymond, who's passing that ball around. Klay Thompson, I feel like he he's had spurts this year where he has, like, 30-point games or whatever, but they're not consistent. Andrew Wiggins, whatever, you know, he, he has his little spurts too, but it's not it's not consistent either. So I feel like for Steph, it's harder to be a great offensive player when, you know, you're the only offensive player that's being consistent. So I say LeBron, but... Yeah, I feel like LeBron's been more consistent with his scoring. That's all I can say. That's why I'd give it to him. I personally, um, I'm just taking LeBron over Curry. Just in general? Just in general, yeah. That's just me, though. And even right now, if I'm not mistaken, I think Curry might be in a little shooting slump. Yeah, he has been. Yeah, so. Uh, he, broke his, he broke his streak of making. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, in this current time, Mr. 40 year old LeBron. Um, oh, he's not 40 yet? He's, I mean, he's pushing 40. He's basically 40, yeah. Um, 
yeah, taking score. He's still effectively scoring even in limited time. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go LeBron on this one. The next one is probably gonna take the least amount of time, but it's Joel Embiid versus Kawhi Leonard. Who y'all got? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go Embiid to for that for this one. I guess all of us. You picking you picking Kawhi? No. So then why you make that face? So we so we all pick Embiid. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last one I think it might be the most interesting one. It's between we've talked about him a, lot, a good amount in this podcast. Shea and Giannis. Who do you think is the better offensive player? And you want me to start off? Um, I thought about it for a while. Um, kind of just I know you know if you want to consider everything, I think it's very close. Let me look at the voting. It was like. 47-53 or something like that. 51-49. And I think... I saw him not... If you want to say either one is fine, but I'm probably going to lean towards Shea. But what y'all think? Well, first, I'm going to say Shea. That's just why I think he's a much better offensive player. Just because... I wouldn't say much better. Because Giannis, you know, he had that 64-point game. But I feel like with Giannis and Shea... They're both really good at getting their free throws in. Giannis gets to the free throw line. I don't know about getting the free throws in. Yeah, I'm saying, like, you know, getting to that line, you know. Uh, I feel like both of them primarily, most of the time, they're they're finishing around the hoop. The only difference is Shea's going to shoot the mid-range. He's a, he's an all right three-point shooter. He, he doesn't really attempt them too much, you know. Like, tonight, I'm pretty sure when I checked earlier, he was, like, one for two. He had, like, 24 points, but... Yeah, I feel like Shea is just he, he's a more versatile scorer, so I'm gonna say he's better offensively, and and he plays you know he plays point guard, shooting guard. You can't really tell. So going off offense, right? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to say that Giannis is not that guy. Oh. Um, yeah. If we're talking offensive bag here, skill wise, footwork, all that good stuff, I'm gonna go Shea Gilgeous Alexander. I don't know if it's just me. But Giannis still looks raw. Like he just looks like he has a raw player build, like not player build, but like play type. Like you know, not, you know what I'm saying? He still hasn't polished. Yeah, like polished. his game doesn't look polished to me. I, I'm, I'm add on that. Like it does not look polished to me at all. You add on here, but it's effective. It doesn't matter because like that's I, you can say that with a, quite a few players. Like, like who you, else is on here? Dude, don't tell me on the spot. Like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you take Nas Reed and you take Giannis. You see what I'm saying here? Like, what? <laughs> I'm just saying. So, uh, who is it that Giannis always be training with? The, uh, he trained with Hakeem. Yeah, Hakeem. I feel like uh, it's just it's not, translated. it's not translating, but I'm saying, like, if you ever watch Jimmy Butler play f- basketball, bro, his footwork is just crazy. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too big of a Jimmy Butler fan, but I'm saying. He knows like what to do around the hoop. He actually has like post moves, you know. I feel like Giannis is more just using the athleticism, using the size to bump somebody out the way and getting the foul that way, or just laying it up, dunking it. But I feel like if he had maybe like a, like imagine if he had like a Scott hook. Yeah. Imagine if he had you know like a little shimmy, like you know around the hoop, like little. You know. That's that's what I feel like if he had footwork like that. Giannis would be unstoppable because it's just at that point he could just catch it under, like right right next to the hoop around the hoop because I see him attempting that little one foot fade away or like one foot 
you know, little little step back jumper. It's it's a Euro step. But I, bro, imagine if he could score like those, you know, like Tim Duncan. If he had like Tim Duncan, Loth. I'm gonna say like, cause I mean I probably watch him maybe the most because he's one of my favorite players in the league. But just after, after um, Chris Middleton got hurt, it just seems so much like it just seems so, just like harder for the team to generate points in general. So with that, I I don't really maybe it's a little bit less like that with uh, with Dame now on the team. But just Sianas had a has to fight for stuff way more, and I feel like because. He's kind of, you know, really taking a dip because she was, he was showing progression when it comes to him in the post, him, you know, with the, like, more polished moves. But just now it seems kind of like a, well, it's still working, so let me just, I'm going to bump into you, get this layup regardless. But he's good yeah, but I'm saying it seemed like he was making, you know, steps to kind of have more of a, a skill set outside of the, the paint. But, like, after that, his after Chris got hurt, it was kind of just like, well, you'd only get a chance to kind of slowly develop your game when your best player, so you got to go, you know, it was against the Celtics. We got to go get this win. Oh, he hasn't, he's not even playing today. Oh, he's, he put up three points. He put up, you know, seven points today. You know what I'm saying? But now with Dame, I mean, I haven't really, like, I'm kind of just thinking about it now, like my kind of thought, like my view on this. Like, I'm going to start maybe a couple episodes later. I'm going to, you know, add on to this uh, conversation. But we're all picking Shea, right? Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about another guard. He in the East now, Tyrese Halliburton. He had 20 assists, which was his career high. And then I wrote that down on what we're going to talk about. And then the next game, he had 23 assists, which was another, you know, career high. And it was, I think it's a franchise high as well. So out of, you know, all the playmakers in the league, who do you, do you, where do you think he ranks in that group? And, you know, is he a top five playmaker? I'll say Tyrese is a top five playmaker. It's just, uh, his 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 assist to turnover ratio is just insane. You know what is it? He went like sixty assists with no no turnovers. Yeah, no assists. Yeah, no turnovers out of that whole span. So yeah. forty three to zero. It's nice, bro. And then he had more assists than turnover. I mean, he had more assists than points because it was twenty and twenty three. But yeah, and then he also did that stare down on that one reporter talking about some goddamn. He's a one of these. Bro, shut your ass. My fault. I say top five. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna say Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna say why you side eyeing? You don't think so? Okay. Luca, my voice cracked. Luca. Um, let me try to think who else. LeBron. No. Uh, say names if you think they're in the conversation too. I'm trying to think who else. Harden. No. Maybe. I would say I would say Tyrese. I would say Tyrese is probably a better playmaker than Harden. But I feel like some of that maybe not even just be playmakers, just because Harden is a worse scorer now, and like scoring plays a part in how well you can playmake because teams focus on you more. What a co- job! I'm saying no, no. I'm saying Halliburton is better, but he probably is like top four in my opinion. Hell, uh, Tyrese when it comes to playmakers. So we all so over who? LeBron? Luca? No, I'm gonna say maybe Luca's higher. The thing with Luca is he's averaging triple doubles with with well, we're just talking more. About assists, right? Yeah, but he's averaging triple doubles with the assists, you know, like thirteen assists, fourteen assists a game. Yeah, but it's not hard for him. You gotta understand he's the main focus. But Tyrese is also the main focus now that I think about it. And he also has Kyrie too, you can say that. That's true. I mean Kyrie hasn't really been playing. Kyrie's so. not playing like Kyrie, bro. I'm I mean, not gonna lie. Uh Kyrie, 
is a you know really good second player that they can. <laughs> what you mean? So uh, we gonna say we gonna say Tyrese Halliburton is a top three, top four playmaker in the league right now. I feel like he's outdone. What's his name too? Not not outdone like throughout his whole career, but like I wouldn't consider like Chris Paul. Right now? Yeah. No, no, not right now. I was trying to think like. That's not crazy to say. Oh, Darius Garland. I just looked up a list of other players. Do you think he's a better playmaker than Darius Garland? I feel like I feel like Darius Garland is primarily a playmaker. Mm. And not what's it called? Like he, he he's playing he's pass first before he scores. Mm-hmm. So so you're saying so you're saying yes or no? I'm saying I'm saying Darius Garland is not a better playmaker than. Tyrese, but he is top five. What about Trey Young? Mm, I, I think I think, Young. I think Tyrese is better than Trey Young in assist in, in, in terms of assist. You think Halliburton over Trey overall? Mm, I don't know. I kind of want to say yes, but I don't know if I truly believe it. Uh, I think mm, I might. Like, the thing is just better player, I would probably say Trey. But who would I rather have on my team? I'm picking Halliburton. Because I feel like Halliburton's play style is more like you can gain more success with that type of play style rather than, a, you know, with the Trey Young type of play style. So, so who are you picking? I'm, I'm picking Trey Young. What about LaMelo Ball? Tyrese. So, so he's probably top five. Then we're going to say he's like... Lower to middle top five, mm-hmm. Tyrese. All right. Well, the next thing we're going to uh, touch on is I'm going to ask you guys. Um, we're going to talk about two different franchises. We could do – we can compare their – let's just do what's it called. I'm going to tell you two different franchises, and you're going to tell me what franchise you consider to be more successful in their, you know, history. That's one of them. So the first one is – the Heat versus the Knicks. Overall success in the team's entire history. I say, I say the Heat. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. even back then, the Knicks weren't really like on. They have like three, four championships. They do. Yeah. I didn't even know that. In like the seventies, Julius Reed era. The crack epidemic era. No <laughs> I mean, I'm, the the what's it called? I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Heat. Because I feel like they have the most recent, and they've been. I feel like they've still been championship level since you know last time they won a championship. You know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. They've been to the to the finals twice in the past four years, five years, four years. Yeah. So I feel like Miami still got that culture to where you know it's hard work over there. You're gonna make it if you actually stick together as a team. And we've seen that their team, their squad wasn't that good last year. It was not that good last year, but they still, not, they still, they still, still made it. Bam Adebayo is that guy, man. I'm, somebody, bam it. Bro, we messed with Bam. This is the Bam. Somebody, somebody told me I look like him today. You don't look like Bam. You don't look like Bam. <laughs> he don't look like Bam. Hey, just so, just so, you might not be hearing him this episode, but he just said he looked. Somebody said he looked like Bam. He trying to. He no one really said that. He's trying to hype himself up, trying to I think he. God. Somebody said I look like Bam today. I swear to God. That person was a liar. Or that person. Somebody told me I look like Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson? You don't look like Jaron Jackson. 
do the little do the little uh, grizzly dance. Maybe you look like Jaron Jackson then. No, I just did it pretty much. So wait, who are you picking though? Between who? The Knicks and Heat. Yeah. Heat. I think. I like to throw in something that really puts the cherry on top for me was the D Wade uh, D Wade uh, O'Neal championship. I think um, it's kind of a hard. I would say they're kind of you know close to each other, but really. The Heat have been existing since the 90s, around like the, you know, the 90s. So in that span, they had that Hardaway Alonzo era. Then they had the D-Wade Flash era with, you know, O'Neal. Then they had LeBron there. And then they kind of had the little, you know, post-LeBron, uh, Chris Bosh, you know. Luol Deng, yeah. And then afterwards, it's Jimmy. And then there hasn't really been a point in their their. I would say maybe, you know, around 2009, like right before LeBron showed up, that's when they weren't really doing that well. But in general, like the team hasn't been like a bad team for an extended, you know, period of time versus if you want to talk about the uh, the Knicks, they have. But so I'm going to say I'm probably going to maybe say the Heat. I'm just kind of surprised. Like I, I'm just kind of speaking out, you know, I wasn't really thinking who I was going to pick. Yeah. But next one is the Bulls versus the Spurs. I feel like this one is going to be the toughest one just because most of their chips, or all of them actually, the the six that the Bulls won, you know, same team. Uh, How many did the Spurs win? They have five, Five. I think. It's five to six. It's five to six. I mean, I'm going to say I like like the Spurs. I'm going to say the Spurs are a better franchise just because – it, it it was like more of a more uh what is it modern basketball you know I, I I really I really do enjoy modern basketball so I'm gonna say the Spurs. Oh, I kind of want to say mine quick because I just kind of look at it like okay they were you know dynasty teams when they were winning those rings so I'm gonna just look okay outside of those rings what have those teams done so the Bulls the only thing they really have is you know maybe Artis Gilmore but. Uh, Derrick Rose for a couple of years, and then besides that, they don't really have you know. Jimmy was good. They made you know, but it's not like they had a really successful team. Versus, if you want to compare the Spurs, besides the Tim Duncan era, they had Kawhi for a couple of years afterwards. Before that, they had David Robinson, and even before that, they had George Gerving. So I'm gonna probably go to Spurs. Honestly, I think the Spurs have a more successful franchise than the Bulls. I agree. The Spurs do have a more uh, successful franchise in terms of player development. Franchise? (laughs) Franchise in terms of fucking, like, sorry. Excuse my French. (laughs) In terms of player development, yeah, okay, cool. They got George Gervin, they got Duncan Robinson. Okay, fine. What do you mean, Duncan Robinson? You're killing me. Just think who you want to say. I can't remember his name, bro. David Robinson? David Robinson. Uh, They got Timmy, you know. Uh, Yeah. But this is Michael Jordan we're talking about. Let's be serious. Feel me? Like, I go off championships. Feel me? That's that's the overall success. That's the overall success rate. So, with that being said. The Heat have less wins. With that being said, for this specific scenario, I'm going off championships. 
With that being said, 5v6. Six. six. I'm going with the Bulls. The Bulls. That, pri- that triangle offense always going to work, bro. The last one is Celtics versus Lakers. So Correct me if I'm wrong. Celtics have more championships. They're tied now. They're tied. Oh, damn. 17-17. If we're going off potential, well, now we can only go off potential. Mm-hmm. You're saying. You can, they all have stars in the pack. Okay, but I'm just, if you want to go star for star. Star for star. If you want to go star for star and kind of the team's low points, and I'm going to probably go Lakers because they had the higher, better play. They had the better players. They had Shaq. They had Kobe. Magic, Kareem, Wilt, uh, 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 Jerry West, Elgin Baylor. Even beforehand, they had George Mikan. They have all those stars on team LeBron now, even. And when you compare that, like, who is the second, you know, second best player or fifth best player in Celtics history? You know, you're going to go to, you know, Paul Pierce's, maybe even John Havlicek's or uh, Sam Jones, Bob Cousy's. But just, you know, player for player, I'm going to just say, <laughs> I'm probably going to say, you know, the Lakers got that. But. I mean, me personally, I'm going to say the Lakers just because they've won in, like, all the eras that we could think of. And, yeah, like you said, player for player, it's mm-hmm. just, like, I don't even think. 2020, I feel like 2020, the bubble championship is the realest one, bro. I don't care. Because, bro, there was, there was literally every – it was a controlled environment. There was nothing there. We go talk about this another day. Regardless, I'm just saying, start player for player. You know, Lakers got Kobe, they got Shaq, they got Kareem, they got you know LeBron, they got AD, they got all of them. You know, LeBron. whatever Kobe, sure, bro. But I'm saying they have the most recent championship. Celtics have had talent, yeah, but what have they done with it? In the last five years, what have the Celtics done? They, they had a team. They had a team with Kyrie, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Jaylen Brown Gordon Hayward, and Gordon Hayward. And Terry Rozier. Okay. They had that whole team and they did nothing. Jason Tatum and, and Brown were not even confirmed. Yes, bro. They, we're just trying to be close. Have some close. I'm saying, I'm saying, it's it's a real deal. Like you know. Let me give you a real rebuttal. Lakers better, bro. So I'm gonna go ahead and switch my argument here and say that the Lakers are better for. I would say a pretty significant reason right here. I was watching a video uh, a couple weeks back. And if you really think about it, the original big three. Or you talking about that Dom 2K video? Can you let me finish, bro? Okay. I'll tell you then. Okay. God, he always trying to cut me off, bro. They hurt. <coughs> can, can, can I finish? Can, can I finish? Thank you. Um, the big three, the original big three of uh, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and... Um, Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Ray Allen. It honestly was not as successful as we all, like, for some reason, it's not as successful as I remember it being. Uh, can you guys, can you guys agree to that? Uh, I would say, yeah, I watched the video too, so I would agree. I think he made a, I think Dom made a great argument. Shout out to Dom 2K. So you picking the Lakers though, but, nah. Because we just trying to, you know what I'm saying, let's just be honest, bro. You feel me? But, the last topic we're going to talk about is this is going to be the last podcast of the year. You know, 2020, we're, make, we're recording this on New Year's Eve. So I kind of got a couple of uh, noteworthy things from this calendar year. 
about to happen in the NBA. And, you know, you guys can, you know, say what you want to say about these things. It's Lebr- First, I want to talk about LeBron's scoring record. He had, he an all-time scorer now. Both Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell had 71. You know, Denver won their first ever championship. Uh, the, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, and James Harden all got traded in this year. Um, you know, Joel Embiid won his MVP. The Kings made the playoffs. Uh, the Miami Heat beat the Bucks on the way to the finals. You know, first seed beating the eighth. Um, the moment with Pat Bev in the camera when he pointed at the camera. Uh, let me see. The thing with Shannon Sharp and the Grizzlies, that whole, you know, beef. Uh, all the stuff that happened with Draymond. Um, the, what's it called? We ain't going to speak. We made my, what's it called? The, all the stuff that happened with, you know, John Morant. That stuff happened too. Uh, <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's kind of all, a lot of the stuff I had written down. So, in general, what you guys think about, you know, this year when it comes to the NBA? really good year overall you know there's been a lot of memorable moments you know a lot of tight t-shirts it's just been <laughs> it's overall it's just been a great year bro feel me like i just love the trajectory of where the league is going the in-season tournament was a great ad whoever, yeah, came, up, whoever came up with that idea you're going somewhere but yeah t-shirts i look uh, the one thing I just wanted to say was these two right here talking down on John Morant. When did I? Hey, when did hey I? I told y'all he gonna come back. When did I? <clears throat> that boy four and oh. I mean, he just lost, but it's all right. He was sick. Four and one. Yeah, he's four, he about to be four and two. I'm pretty sure they're losing right now. Hey, all I'm saying is first game back he hit a game winner. Yeah, you can end it right now. I just had to stand up. All right, man. Uh, that's going to be the end of this podcast video. End of 2023. Last episode of 2023. You feel me? We got a Spotify now. It's in the uh, comments. You can, you know, watch the episodes. Listen to the episodes on Spotify. We're going to try to put on Apple Music and other stuff later. But hey, thank you all for watching. Like, subscribe, all that. And uh, that's all I got to say. Deuces.